0: Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia
1: Raskin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show in our 22nd year on voiceamerica.com. This is a program that helps you turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and help you make your dreams come true. And today, my guest, we're talking today about decluttering, which I think most of us could use some help with, even if we're organized. There's always one drawer or one area that uh, is cluttered for most of us, not all, but many. Um, Tracy McCubbin is my guest today. Tracy McCubbin is the owner of Declutterfy. Los Angeles's number one home organization company, as well as the author of Making Space, Clutter Free, the last book on decluttering you'll ever need. And she is also regularly a featured expert in major media, including the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal Group Group, Hope and Family, Real Simple, Mind, Body Green, NBC The Doctors, and more. When decluttering, she is not when she's not decluttering, she is the proud executive co director. Of One Kid, One World, a nonprofit that is building a strong educational foundation for children in impoverished communities through Kenya and Central America. And her brand new book is called Making Space for Happiness How to Stop Attracting Clutter and Start Magnetizing the Life You Want.
2: Welcome, Tracy. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah. What wonderful work you're doing, your nonprofit work as well, <laughs> really. very Thank very you. important. Thanks. Yes. Well, the work that you're doing, the nonprofit work, just to give that a mention, One Kid, One World, um, how did you come up with that idea?
2: So it was very interesting. I, the nonprofit started about the same year that I started my business, and I had a childhood friend. Our fathers had gone to law school together, and our mothers had started the first child care center at UC Davis. So, we've known each other our whole lives, and he had gone to Darfur to do some humanitarian work, and when he was there, he met a Kenyan doctor and nurse, and they told him about this girls' school in Kenya on Lake Victoria that needed a science lab, and um, the girls couldn't take their national exams because they didn't have a science lab to study science. So, he decided he wanted to raise the money to build this. He asked me to help him. We built the very first, we built the science lab. And then a year later, we went to visit the school. And I was so, you know, moved by this, the opportunity of education, that how, um, how much that changes everything, that knowledge is power and that by doing something, you know, by basically Sounds trite, but like by throwing a party in Los Angeles and raising this money, we the school at the time I think had a 20, 125 girls. I think now it's up to 600 girls. Mm, um, We've done 13, yeah, 13 schools in no, maybe 15 in Kenya. So it was very. It was just. It just. I just knew it. I just knew it. It was part of my life's work, and I've chosen not to have children. And it was a way that I felt like I could help, yeah. help the next generation.
1: So let me ask you, Tracy, to really segue this to your work with decluttering and your book. How does this tie in? Because you said you started them at about the same time. So how does, this, how does the nonprofit work tie into
2: your work in helping people declutter? Oh, that's an amazing question. So one, we all have to remember that clutter is a luxury because there are so many people that live in this world that do not have the access that we have in the United States, specifically Canada, you know, the UK, that when we live in a developed nation, we have so much access to stuff and that it really truly is a luxury. So that made me realize like how little we actually need you know, we sort of all, you know, clients say to me all the time, like, "I just need a bigger house," and I'm like, "You're just going to fill it up with stuff you don't use." Like, you know, it gave me such perspective. And then the other thing, having done this work for so long, and when I started to write the second book, "Make Space for Happiness," you know, I was really looking at the stuff isn't making us happy. We're we we keep buying and we keep not being happy. So what you know, what are ways that we can you know, ostensibly hack our happiness. And one of the biggest ways is to be of service and to help others. And I learned that personally, you know, the work I do with one kid is Mm -hmm. so fulfilling to me. And I'm very lucky in the sense that my full-time non-paying job is so fulfilling. And then my full-time paying job is so fulfilling. So I really realized how much we get out of being of service to others.
1: Now it's interesting because you said, we realize in our country, it's a luxury to have clutter. So when you are working with people, and I, I guess the real question is, why are we having so much trouble with this? Do we just have too much stuff? Do we not have big enough spaces to put our stuff? Do we, uh, is there just too much to buy? I mean, what do, you think, what do you think is the reason? Because this is a common problem for most of us, and particularly yeah,
2: in the that, office with all the paper too, the paper gets very yeah, cluttered. So, yeah. what do you think? You know, so I think it's a comp- I think it's a perfect sor- storm of a lot of things. I think one big part of it is that we have access to cheap consumer goods. You know, in we are hardwired. We as humans, we're still hardwired as hunters and gatherers. You know not that long ago before the industrial revolution, you know, we would farm and we would make everything that we used. And we would, you know, we would get this hit of dopamine when we were truly tribal and hunters and gatherers, we would get a hit of dopamine when we found an apple tree full of apples. And now that hasn't gone away, but we don't have to look for an apple tree anymore. We can just go to 10 grocery stores. So, Mm -hmm. so I think Mm -hmm. that coupled with, you know, things getting cheap to make. Human labor is really cheap. We ship things across the ocean. Like the cost has gone down, but we're still sort of consuming in the same amount. And we think that because when we shop, we get a little hit of dopamine, we, we sort of build on that, Patricia. It's like, we get, it's like, oh, that sweater I bought made me feel good. So if that made me feel good, 10 sweaters are going to make me feel great. But that doesn't last very long. And we haven't realized Mm -hmm. that we can't keep consuming. We just can't, it's just not working. So I think it's a combination of things getting cheap to make. And I think the other big part that we're just not realizing is that we are marketed to all the time. All the time. All. Yep. All the time. Yep. I don't know about you, but I remember the olden days when there were only three TV channels, you know, and you knew when the commercials were, but now it's 24 seven. And I think we're losing our media literacy. I think we're not realizing that those people that we see on Instagram are selling us things. And look, I'm on Instagram. It's a huge platform for me. I love being able to connect with people, but you also have to be mindful that there are people on there all the time selling to you. So that's the reason, right? That, that, that's part of the reason.
1: And, and you said there's like a high. There's a high when you buy something. So what's the first thing you do? We've got a few minutes before the first break. What's the first thing you do when you walk into someone's space and you see this stuff? I mean, how, what, how do you help them even figure out where they're going to go
2: first in terms of decluttering? <laughs> So the very, very first thing that I talk about with clients is why do you want to declutter? Why? And Mm. let me tell you, Patricia, this is very important. I don't want your why to be, I'm messy. I'm a bad housekeeper. I don't want your why to be negative because that's not going to keep you motivated. Beating yourself up is not good motivation. So, I want your why to be, I want to clean out my back bedroom so my grandkids can come for the weekend. Mm -hmm. I want to Mm -hmm. get rid of that storage space that I'm paying $200 a month for, so I want to save for a vacation. I I want to create a very clear through line from why and that the outcome of the why is positive. And Mm -hmm. I also really need people to understand that, um, and again, this is where social media comes in, you know, those I would use this example, those pantries with the perfect labeled and everything decanted into beautiful jars. Look, that looks fantastic, but that takes so much time and effort. And I think that we're now with social media, we're not realizing like that kind of upkeep is really time consuming. And maybe you don't want to do it. I don't. I don't have a labeled pantry. It doesn't work for me. That's not where I want to spend my time. You know, there are ways to be organized without it, making it look like a beautiful, perfect picture. And I think that for most of us, most of us, we're busy and we're raising kids or we're working on our careers or we're working on ourselves. And we just have to be mindful about where we want to spend our time. So for me, I always start for the why. Why are you doing this? And once we get clear from about that, then we can figure out the roadmap we're going to take.
1: And on that note, that's a, that's a great way to, to go on a segue, and we're going to take a break. But I think what you're saying here is you ask your client why. So before you dive in, you want to make sure they have the motivation and they understand why they are decluttering. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Tracy oh, quite a bit more. We're going to talk more about what are the seven emotional clutter magnets and how do we really magnetize our true connection? talk about the freedom that decluttering does for you and we'll talk about much more you're listening to the patricia raskin positive living show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, america's voice my guest is tracy mccubbin and her book is make space for happiness how to stop attracting clutter and start magnetizing the life that you want stay tuned folks we'll be right back
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the midlife whisperer. Your midlife roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Think of the world. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia
1: Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin, and I'm very happy today. We're talking about something that I think most of us need one way or another, and that's how to declutter. We all have a lot of stuff. My guest is Tracy McCubbin, and she is the author of the brand-new book, Make Space for Happiness, How to Stop Attracting Clutter, and Start Magnetizing the Life That You Want. And Tracy McCubbin has done a lot of work around all of this in decluttering. She's the owner of Declutterfy, which is Los Angeles' number one home organization company. She's the author of Making Space and Clutter Free, the last book you'll ever need on decluttering. And she is a featured expert in major media. She's also the proud executive director of a nonprofit called One Kid One World and that's um, building strong educational foundation for children in impoverished countries. And welcome back Tracy. Thanks Patricia. What is your website for people?
2: It is www but I guess you don't have to say that anymore but www.dclutterfly which is spelled d c L U T T E R F L Y dot com. You can also get there by going to tracy Takes you to the same place. All right, great. All right, let's talk about in
1: your book and in your work, you have seven emotional clutter magnets.
2: Explain what they are. And yeah. Absolutely. So Uh, My first book, which is called Making Space Clutter-Free, I identified what I call clutter blocks. So the clutter blocks are these seven stories that we all tell ourselves about why we can't let go of the things we don't want, need, and use. So they're everything from it keeps me stuck in the past to I paid good money for it to I might need it someday. There were these really universal stories that we all had. And that book was a bestseller, and it really resonated with people. So then I'm doing my work. I'm decluttering. I mean, my business is going along great, and the pandemic hits. And I start to see, I'm driving around Los Angeles. You know, we worked through the whole pandemic because we provide moving services, so we were helping people move parents in and kids and all that. We worked through the whole thing. And all of a sudden, I'm just driving through L.A., and I'm seeing unbelievable packages piled up on people's doorsteps. Just shopping, shopping, shopping. I mean, Amazon trucks and the UPS trucks. And then I start to get the calls and texts from my clients. Like, hey, remember all that stuff that we decluttered? Well, I bought it again and then some. And I really got interested in what I call the upstream cause of clutter. That we can do all the decluttering in the world we want, but if we're not looking at what we're bringing into our house, it doesn't matter. If we're not looking at our acquisition cycle, it doesn't matter. And what I started to realize is that we all have, like the way I see it is like we have these little kind of missing pieces inside of us, you know, self-respect or true connection or wisdom. We have these little missing pieces and we think we try and magnetize the stuff to fill them up. So it's like if you have really low you know, self-confidence, you're going to buy all these beauty products and makeup and you're going to try and make yourself good from the inside out. And what, and so it's like, you're magnetizing the clutter, you're magnetizing and hoping to fix these missing pieces. And what I want people to realize is that the stuff will never fix you. Look, the stuff is nice. I like stuff. I have a house full of stuff. I own many things. I like a pretty dress. I'm not telling you not to shop but what i'm saying is i want you to be what i call a healthy acquisition cycle that you realize mm-hmm. that whatever is missing inside of you is not going to get healed by the stuff mm-hmm. so you need to do the work and then then you can start to look at your acquisition cycle because if you're trying you know if you're a parent i see this all the time you're a parent who works all the time and you feel so guilty about it so you buy your kid every toy imaginable and when really in the end, what your kid wants is to spend time with you. Those toys aren't going to fix that. So yeah. what I I came up with this, and I it just like I, the book came out in no time, and I was like, this is what it is. In the same way, we're blocked about letting go. We're trying to magnetize these feelings. And so,
1: so really let me let me yeah, let me um sort of interpret what I hear you're saying, or tell you how I'm I'm perceiving what you're saying, and that is that, and this is how I look at it that you buy something that resonates with you on a deep level you either you may not need it but you love it and it's going to bring you joy and you will use it immediately or you will enjoy it immediately if not you know and i think we get in the trap of buying things on sale because they're less money but i'm starting to look at do i need it and if i don't need it will it bring me joy and bring me peace and make me feel contented or safe or secure or connected. And those are the things I look at. What's your feeling about that? Is that along the lines of what you're saying?
2: Yes, absolutely. That, that thing is it something that you need? You know, one of the first things I have my clients do, and I talk about this in the book, the first thing, the first easiest switch they can make is stop saying I need. I need a new pair of jeans. I need, you know, I need new kitchen towels. I need new pillows on my couch. Those are wants. You want new jeans. You want new pillows. And we all have wants. And I am not saying deny your wants. I'm just saying, clarify to yourself that it's a want. Because once it becomes a want, it loses the hold over you. And then when you do things, they mean more. You're like, oh, I really wanted this. I really love this. So it's, it's, I, understanding that and, again, having, you know, I want your home to be full of things that you use and that you love. But some of the deep down things inside of like one of the clutter magnets is magnetizing free time. So I mm. see people buy all these gadgets that are going to save us all this time. And first of all, I'm like, okay, if it did save you time, what did you do with that extra free time? And also, did it really save you time? Did it? Save you time because, like a lot of those gadgets, it doesn't mean you've got to organize them, you've got to find space for them. And you know, kitchen gadgets are my favorite because most of them you're they, that could be done with a knife. So, all of a sudden, you have to manage all your stuff, so your time's getting sucked up managing your stuff. So, it's about understanding that the stuff isn't going to fix you, it's going to make your life easier, it's going to make your life prettier. But it's not going to fix you. And that there are ways, there are things to do that will actually give you much more fulfillment. And then the stuff becomes the icing on the cake. Right. So
1: what about when you go into someone's home and they have these beautiful things that were heirlooms, very special, grandparents, great-grandparents, parents, and it's not their taste, but it's in their family and they don't know what to do. It doesn't really fit. What do you advise?
2: Yeah, I see that a lot, you know, and it's, I really feel strongly that you should love everything in your home. You should love it. And look, if there's an heirloom that maybe it doesn't fit, but still you think of your grandmother and smile every time you walk past it, absolutely. But if you're keeping it out of an obligation, like, oh, I need to keep this because this was my grandmother's. That's not serving you. It builds a teeny bit of resentment. So I'm a big fan of if it, if you don't love it and you don't appreciate it and you're doing it out of obligation, pass it along. Find someone else in the family who loves it. There's going to be someone who loves it. I just, I, I just see the resentment building when people are like, my house is full of stuff that came from, you know, everybody else and it's not my taste, but I feel like I have to keep it. But, but why? You know, keep the things that came from those people that fill you with joy and fill you with good memories, not resentment.
1: I think that that's such an important piece. Yeah.
2: And um, when we come back,
1: we're going to talk more about, you know, how do you you talked about free time. And I think that's something that is of short commodities for many of us (laughs) and how how you can magnetize free time by decluttering. We often don't don't match those two. We don't think of clutter and free time as the same thing, so we're going to talk about that after the break. How do people find you and work with you? Uh,
2: fantastic. So I am very. I love Instagram. I'm at Tracy underscore McCubbin on Instagram. I'm a very lively platform. I do these amazing five minute decluttering challenges that people absolutely love. So that's a great place to find me. I, and again, my website declutterfly.com. You can submit a request. I'm, I answer all my emails. So if you, know, you want to get a hold of me or work with me, that's the best place to find me.
1: Okay, great.
2: All right. When we come back again,
1: we'll talk more about time and how time is one of those things that we can actually magnetize by decluttering. And we'll talk about that right after the break with my guest, Tracy McCubbin. And she is the author of the brand new book, Making Space Clutter Free, the last book on decluttering that you'll need. All right. And her other book is Making Space for Happiness, and that's her newest book, How to Stop Attracting Clutter and Start Magnetizing the Life That You Really Want. All right. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back.
3: on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: Do you ever have an off day or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you be sure to tune in thursdays at 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel tune in to melody edmondson's the space of the waste radio program this companion piece to her successful guidebook series the space of the waste focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering no matter what your body type is guests include designers merchandise managers factory owners and more You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on Voice America Variety.
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest is Tracy McCubbin, and we are talking about decluttering. Her book is Make Space for Happiness, How to Stop Attracting Clutter and Start Magnetizing the Life that You Really Want. And she's the owner of Declutterfly, which is Los Angeles' number one home organization company. And she's a featured expert in major media and also co-executive director of One Kid, One World a nonprofit that's building a strong educational foundation for children in impoverished communities in different parts of the world. And today we're talking again about decluttering, but on a very deep level. And welcome back, Tracy. Thanks, Patricia. So let's talk about this, which is something we don't think about when we think about decluttering. We think about, you know, going through that drawer and getting rid of things that we don't use. But you talk about this on a very deep level, and you compare it to time, that we're actually able to magnetize more time if we
2: declutter. So take us through that. So one of the things that people don't realize is that your stuff, especially when it becomes clutter, is a time suck, because you have to spend so much time managing your stuff. So one of the, you know, people ask me a lot, like, how do I know if, you know, my house is cluttered? Like, what's the, because look, you know, people live differently. There's no one, you should only have X amount of books and X amount of clothes. And if you're a family of five, you're different than a single person. But what I always tell people, a really good litmus test is if you want to tidy up a room and put it back to, you know, the way that you like it, does it take you 20 minutes or less? If you're getting into a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour to tidy up a room, that's when the stuff has taken over, and that's where the time mm. suck comes in, right? Because mm. you've got to move the stuff. You've got, you know, an example I use all the time is people have to take the clothes. You know, they did the laundry. They dumped it on the bed. They haven't put the clothes away. They've got to move the clothes off and on the bed before they get into bed at night. So all of a sudden, if you're spending all this time managing your Stuff, moving it out of the way to be able to do something, you know, putting it away, finding it, can't find it, buying three things because you didn't know you had it. That's all eating up your stuff. Uh, Look, on the simplest level, people ask me, what's the best way to be organized? I'm like, easy, have less stuff. That Mm. is the absolute easiest way to be organized. Think about when you travel, you have one suitcase, you know. You know, getting dressed is easy. You have three outfits to choose from. So I think people don't ever make the correlation between how much time our stuff eats up. So if you're leading a busy life, and as we all are, and looking for that extra time, really start to pay attention to how much time you're investing in just moving your things out of the way. Mm.
1: Very interesting. We don't think about that. We really don't. Well, I think about it when I have papers in a pile and I have to spend 10 minutes looking for it because I didn't file
2: it. Th- that's when it really hits home for me. Yep, <laughs> Yep. that's the greatest, That's the perfect example. And people say to me all the time, they're like, I know where everything is. It's all piled up over there. And I'm like, okay, how long is it going to take you to find it? Like if it was in a file that even just said auto and you knew that's where you went to get your car insurance, that's, a, you know, two seconds at the most. Going through a pile, you know, a giant pile of paper. So, if you're starting your decluttering journey, or if you're overwhelmed by your stuff, just really start to pay attention. Like, I am putting so much time into my stuff. Like, this is eating up my time. And what happens when you make
1: people aware of that? What happens?
2: Is there a big uh aha? There's there's a very big uh aha. There's very it decluttering, especially if you've lived with a lot of clutter, it's tough. It's physically tough. It takes time. It's super emotional. You're going to, you know, dredge up old memories. You're going to feel guilty about money you've spent and that you've wasted. You know, you're going to go through all these feelings, which is why I wrote both of my books to kind of help you understand that those feelings are very real. And then you process them. And then on the other side, everyone Every, I've been doing this for 15 years. I have 40,000 hours of decluttering under my belt. Wow. Every time I just, people say to me, I feel so much lighter. I feel at peace. I'm sleeping better. My partner and I aren't fighting. The kids aren't asking me every five minutes where their X, Y, or Z is like what we get. And that's my whole point of view, Patricia. This is not about your house looking perfect. If you want your house to look perfect, great. Great. This is not about looking good on social media. This is about creating a home that works for you and that builds you up and doesn't break you down. Mm
1: -hmm. So important. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have been talking about um, feng shui, which is another way to organize that's one tool. And then another one is, is it Marie Kondo or Kondo um, also mm-hmm. that does a lot with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just comments about it.
2: Sure. So I am not a Feng Shui expert. Um, I know a little bit. Um, I, have see, I, have a lot, I know a lot of people who have put it in their homes. You know, I think the benefit to it is that it's an awareness that you it gets you to really start to think about your space and how your space works. And so much, so much of feng shui is a lot of common sense, right? Like, oh, don't put your head near a window. You know, really interesting things. So I think that anything that gets you to pay attention to how you live in your space, how your space works for you, how you use it energetically, I think Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Marie Kondo... I am forever grateful to her because she started a conversation in a different way. Um, Yes. I, you know. She got the awareness. A lot of, right, there's a big awareness through that. There's a big awareness. I think that her system falls short for me and my clients. I think she doesn't address the emotional and I don't know how you can talk about stuff without talking about the emotional. I don't, you know, I think that she, you know, sort of, spark joy is really oversimplified. So I am, like I said, forever grateful that she started an amazing conversation and got us to look at our homes in a different way. But for me, in my experience of being on the ground and doing this for so long, it really stops short for a lot of people that they get, you know, sort of like it's more than just joy. I feel guilty or I feel beholden mm-hmm. or so, mm-hmm. you know, if you have, it works for a lot of people amazing. If it didn't work for you, I would invite you to dive deeper. I would say that there's some emotional hold.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but you know, the, as you said, you need, everyone needs to start somewhere. And I think that's another, Absolutely.
2: right. That's another and part you know, of And you know, you are, you live in the personal development space. This is what you talk about. You know, sometimes the same message has to come from a different way. You know, I'm all about how does the message get to you and how do you better yourself and your life, you know, and it doesn't matter who you hear from. You've got to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right, we've got a couple minutes to break. So let's
1: take that whole concept of time and let's go into magnetizing it personally in terms of self-respect and in terms of finding your real purpose and having the relationships that you want.
2: Yeah. So it's interesting. Self-respect is such an interesting, um, such an interesting clutter magnet because I see the people who are looking for self-respect, you know, sort of they're, they're the ones that have all their accolades on the wall and they have, you know, all the designer labels and it's all sort of outside of them. And, and one of the, biggest ways to manifest self-respect is to help other people. You never respect yourself more than when you've done something for someone else. And especially if it's altruistic, if you don't even get a thank you out of it. Like all of a sudden, when you are putting giving back to the world and you're making your community, your home, your family better and stronger, that's when you start to self-respect. It's never the stuff. You can have every you know, poster on the wall. uh, A friend of mine's father just passed away and they had the memorial service this weekend. And he was, I think, in his late 70s and he had started the legal legal aid in Chicago and done all this amazing pro bono work. And when I heard his colleagues speak of him with reverence and awe and saying he was a great man, you know, no one ever talked about his stuff. No one ever talked about it. Didn't talk about the house he lived in, the car he drove, the clothes he wore. They talked about what he did for others. Yes. And yes. I think at the end of it, that's what's important. That's what's important. Mm. Nobody's going to know what car you drove in the 90s. Yes. Nobody's going to know. But they're going to know if you helped you know, build a free health clinic in your town, if you you know, rescued animals, if you can be of service and help others. That's where so much of our self confidence, our self respect, love, so much comes out of being of service.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you do that certainly with your the foundation. You know, that's that's an example. I mean, you're really an example of that being a fine, you know, being a an executive director a co-executive director of One Kid One World.
2: Now, in the next in that, segment, and Patricia, interesting thing was that was never an outcome when I started. When I started. One Kid, One World with my partner, Josh, 15 years ago, I never knew that I would get all this stuff. I never knew that I would get self-respect. I never, I was like, oh, this is a, you know, I'm a good human. This is what good humans do. But what I've gotten out of it, the friendships I've made and, you know, it's really, it's really amazing when you truly give of yourself what
1: comes back to you. Yeah. Absolutely. And on that note, we're going to take a break. And my guest is Tracy McCubbin. Her book is Make Space for Happiness. Stop attracting clutter and start magnetizing the life that you want. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back.
4: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio.
0: You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show.
1: Hello, everyone. We are back and we are talking to Tracy McCubbin about decluttering, but decluttering in our whole life creating space for our whole life, not just for our things. Her book is Make Space for Happiness, how to stop attracting clutter and start magnetizing the life that you want. And I think a lot of us uh, have that issue with clutter. Tracy McCubbin is the owner of Declutterfy, Los Angeles' number one home organization company. And she's also the author of the book, Making Space Clutter-Free. The last book on decluttering you'll ever need. She is a regular featured expert in major media, including The Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, NBC, Mind, Body, Green, The Doctors, and more. And when she's not decluttering, she's the proud co executive director of One Kid, One World, which is a nonprofit that's building a strong educational foundation for children in impoverished communities throughout Kenya and Central America and welcome back Tracy. Thanks Patricia. Okay. Let's talk about connection. That's one of the things you write about in your book, making space for connection. Again, we don't often think about the declutter in associated with connection, but tell us the how, how they fit.
2: Yeah, so, you know, we sh- when we shop and when we acquire, you know, we're we're Again, the way that I see it is like we have this little missing stuff. And one of the things, and we saw this during the pandemic, you know, we couldn't, we weren't seeing our friends, we weren't seeing our family, we weren't out and about. We were really missing human connection. And so we just started shopping like crazy and it wasn't working. So I started to study this. And one of the things that I'd found, which is so fascinating to me, that in all the studies that they've done on longevity one of the biggest indicators of a long life is friendships and true connection.
1: Mm-hmm. And that
2: loneliness is a, is almost as deadly as cancer and heart disease. That mm-hmm. older people are so affected by loneliness. And I think we all felt that in the pandemic, that we weren't seeing our friends, we weren't connecting, and we were going shopping. You know, and we were trying to buy that and it wasn't working. So I think that people need to understand that when we're looking for that, when that thing is missing, when you have that urge and you, you know, want to go to the mall and you think you want to buy something, maybe what you really want to do is just call your best friend. Maybe you really just want to see your best friend and say, Hey, let's take a walk around the park. You know, and the great thing about that, like taking a walk around the park with your best friend is that you're killing, you're killing so m- I mean, killing so many birds with one stone, you're getting your exercise, you're connecting and you're not shopping right? So, you, I just, when people, when you get that urge to go shopping, when you think you need to find that thing, I just want you to stop and ask yourself, what's really going on? Because I really don't need this trip to the mall. I really don't need this. So, what's happening? Am I feeling disconnected from my my people? Am I not around my community? You know, can I volunteer somewhere? Can I take a class? You know, and and I talk about this a lot with my My older clients, my empty nesters, people in their third chapter of their life, like oftentimes they'll move to a new place, leave their lifelong home, and they discount the fact that they need to rebuild their community. You know, they need to take a yoga class or volunteer at the library or do something to make those connections again, because at the end of the day, we're a tribe, and we need that human connection, and I think we're so, I think social media makes us think that we're connected all the time. You know, we think we know what our friends are up to. I, I saw a friend recently who I hadn't seen during the whole pandemic, and judging by her social media, everything looked great, and then as I sat across the table, you know, with her with a cup of tea, it was like her mother had passed away, and her dad wasn't doing well, and her kid was having trouble in school, and, you know, her husband had lost her, his job, and, you know, all of a sudden you see all these things stacked up, but I never got that on social media. And it's yeah. like, I would have called and I would have reached out, but it all yeah. looked connection. So perfect. All right. Yeah. Question.
1: The I mean, I think you're, I mean, the connection's so important. It's one of our basic core needs, Tracy, is connection yeah. along with social, with, with along with security and stability and, and having hope and feeling relevant. Um We've got a couple minutes left before the close of the show. Give us a couple of practical strategies that we can use uh, just to start to declutter.
2: Oh, yeah, this is great. This is great. So um, the first one of the first things is I tell people for every new thing that you want to buy for every $50 that it costs, wait 24 hours to buy it. So if it's $100, wait two days. If it's you know, $150, wait three days. Give yourself a waiting period so you're not going to buy as quickly. The okay. other thing about decluttering, and this is so important, is you need to start small. You can't... Rome was not cluttered in a day. You're not going to be able to do it in a whole weekend. And What's going to happen is you're going to pull everything out, and you're going to make it worse than it was, and you're going to be miserable. So what I want you to do is start small. One cabinet one drawer, one shelf in a closet. And the other amazing thing about that is that you can build on your success. That feels great. You're like, oh, now I know where everything is in this drawer. Now I know where everything is in this closet. And then you're going to go like, that felt great. Now I want to do another one. Now I want to do another one. Now I want to do my whole garage. I am all about you setting yourself up for success. Look, when people work with me, we do it in a week because I come in with a crew and you know they're setting the time aside. But if you're doing it on your own time, start small. And a really important thing, Patricia, is schedule in when you're going to declutter. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. make a date with yourself. Give your just like the gym, just like everything. Commit. I'm going to give it two hours on Saturday. Like yep. work. If it's a goal of yours, make a date. Schedule it in. That's so important. And also to understand, maybe you need help. Maybe you need some assistance. Maybe you need some physical help. Maybe you need some emotional help. Maybe you need a best friend. Maybe you need to hire someone. You might need help. If it doesn't come naturally to you, that's okay, because you can get help. I think we beat ourselves up and we're like, I should be organized. If you weren't born that way or if you weren't raised that way, it may be a skill you have to learn. So instead of making yourself feel bad about it, understand that that's what you need and get some support.
1: Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Closing thoughts. We've got just one minute. So what would you like to leave our listeners
2: with? I think I want people to know that the whole reason for decluttering, the whole reason that you do it is I want you to make space for what matters. I okay. want you to get clear about what's important in your life and make room for it to come in. All
1: right. Thank you so much, Tracy. It was wonderful. It was very enlightening and inspiring. Tracy McCubbin. And again, quickly, the website is
2: declutterfly.com. You can also Google Tracy McCubbin and come hang out okay. with me over on the Instagram at Tracy underscore McCubbin.
1: Thank you so much. All right. Stay in line for a minute, Tracy. You. Thank you. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Um, If you're looking to do your own podcast, I help people do that since I've interviewed about 5,000 people in my four decades of doing these programs. Um, So contact me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And you can also like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And you can get a copy of my newsletter, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Until next time, have a wonderful week.